Hey mate! Hello! That time of the week again! <gasps> yes it is! I do! Oh. <laughs> oh, you really get into this, don't you? I, listen, I don't care. Alright? No, I'm just putting it out. Okay. I don't get, no. Good. I do, and you, <laughs> mate, you're hysterical. <laughs> Stop screaming at me, please. Uh, should we just do it? Should we just go straight in? Let's find out the results before we kick off another date fight. This is the point of the week where we toss up everything that happened in the last week. Yes. In votes cast by you, the listener. Yes. Uh, what, this week, one of us won seven date fights, the other won six. Good Lord above. Hang on a minute. Yep. Oh, there was a tie, wasn't there? We both had YouTube. We both had YouTube, that's right. And one of them was decided by one vote. Good heavens above. Why are these so close? I guess we're just both great. Perfectly, perfectly paired. Yes. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> so, the winner of this week's date fight was... Nat Tapley! Oh, oh, thank you very much. Oh, oh thanks, everyone. Thanks. Oh, huge that's a upset, surprise. Mate. Wow, huge surprise. Wow. Uh, the one that was... You didn't have to scream at me, Nat. You didn't have to scream at me. Decided by one was Tom and Jerry versus the Treaty of Paris, which was 19 to 18. Was that... Right. Uh, but my children said on, if they'd so wait, had a vote... So what, you, the Treaty of Paris won over Tom and Jerry? Yeah, the, the existence of Canada and the entire Western Hemisphere defeated the first episode of a cartoon, yeah. Democracy's a farce. <laughs> well, my children said if they'd been allowed to vote, you would have won that one, because they would have both voted for Tom and Jerry. But they can't, because they're not on social media. Well, how can you... Hang what? You've got your children no, voting? No, I said they couldn't vote. Oh, right. Had they been able to vote, you would have won. But they can't, because they can't go on social media. I need to have more children. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way we're going to win. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Psychotic logic to that. Um, yeah. Well, mate, well done, because I know you really need it. Thank you. I did need a boost this week. Um, and here is... I mean, once again, you did win the popular vote, but that's... So, yeah, well, we so, well... Gerrymanderer. All right, Hillary. Gerrymanderer, as I now know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. By the way, that one won by a lot. Cynthia oh, Payne was not. Uh, well, yeah, just only because of the way you Your divided best ones up Galileo. the boundaries of Galileo. the internet. What? Galileo thrashed the Kozo artifact. Newton, who's yeah, that wasn't even a fact. That was just he used the phrase "standing on the shoulders of giants." It's all about the Columbus etymology letter. of that phrase, you buck. Well, it won. It won. So good for you. Enjoy that. There you go. Oh wow, you won. Get over it, Nat. <laughs> Amazing. Once again, a country divided. Here's my standard. Uh, can we repair the wounds in the national psyche this week? Who knows? I am nothing if not gracious in defeat. And here is my forfeit song. <laughs> Thank you. This is a song I'd like to dedicate to Nat Tapley. Winner of this week's day fight. Congratulations, Nat. Really happy for you, mate happened to a, a more deserving person. Back in the middle of last year, this seemed like a fun idea. A couple of friends hanging out around the mic. Yeah. But I never suspected, never could have projected that you'd have this single trait I don't like. Scoot for a hundred shows. And now every listener knows The kind of mess that I found myself in Don't know what I did to deserve this Constantly paying lip service To a needy man who's desperate to 
it every week Giving your ego a boost Well done, Nat You won the silly made-up quiz Nat It's fun to pretend you're in showbiz I won the popular vote But if Trump's gonna count you Float your boat If that's where democracy is at Podcast where we take great moments that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. He's Jacob, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have trawled through the field of history, picking out the blindest moles from under the ground of ignorance oh, and no. comparing the shines of their fur. Oh, that's nice. If you say, if you rub their fur the wrong way, they don't like it. When have you ever? Actually, no, that's, not, that's not true. Moles go both ways, don't they? Moles have well, fur that goes both ways. They do, because they have to back out of tunnels. They have to be able to back out of <laughs> Please help me. We've been here for days. Right. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Let me take you to the 16th of February, 1646, and the Battle of Torrington. Are there any moles in it? No. Then I'm not interested. Well, presumably some moles died, because it happened in a field. Oh... So presumably more moles than whatever you're going to see. <laughs> Wait and see. Googling moles. <laughs> the Battle of Torrington was the final battle of the First Civil War where the Royalist forces were trapped in the southwest in Cornwall, essentially, and they tried to break out from Torrington and they weren't really getting on. There were only about 2,000, 3,000 people left and the leader of the infantry, or the foot, didn't really like the commander-in-chief of the whole lot, so they just executed him. And they defended the town against the royalists as they turned up. They fought for two or three hours. Unfortunately, they'd left 80 barrels of gunpowder sitting in the church and didn't notice they'd also left loads of matches and lying <laughs> <laughs> around. And they managed to blow up the church and all of the prisoners of war who were in there and everyone. And that was the end of the battle as the royalists went, oh, that's... That's this is terrible. So Let's terrible. run away, run away, run to the Isle of Wight or somewhere. Let's go to Guernsey. Bye, see you. Wow. And that was the end of the First Civil War. I mean, churches and candles are somewhat synonymous. Yeah. And also, you'd have thought people would learn, don't put all of the explosive stuff in one place. Yeah. That historically has not on. been learned, yeah. has it? <laughs> no. No. Interesting. That's why I keep my fireworks under my children's beds. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> To split them across the children. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bit under one child's bed. No, That's no, a no. recipe for disaster. <laughs> good thinking, mate. Thank you. Glad you're keeping everyone safe. I'm taking you to the 16th of February, 1965. Mm. And a second report 
is produced from the British Railways Board Chairman, Dr. Richard Beeching, outlining the transport needs for next quarter's century. No. The 100-page report explained the bloated network is a legacy from the private foundations of the railways, but is no longer cost-effective. And so he said, let's shut everything down. Uh, he thought we could So his save... argument was that the private sector was far less efficient than a nationalised service. It, the privatised was... bit had way too much bloat. Yeah, well, yes, I'm guessing. Just so saying. it had all been nationalised by then. Yes. And he was saying, whilst the private sector made it work, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> or just that it was not, yeah, it wasn't uh, a good idea. And And the document said... Mm -hmm. emphatically this report is not a prelude to closures on a grand scale but yes it was (laughs) that's exactly what it was interestingly obviously lots of people are very anxious to reopen the railways would be a great Mm -hmm. thing for the environment there's lots of talk at the moment about are we going to have hs2 which it looks like we are uh, but also are we going to create a bridge from scotland to northern ireland uh Mm. well hs2 is predicted to cost i think neither of which will be parts of the uk within about 10 years no no. let's build a bridge which (laughs) let's give a bridge to our neighbors and friends who we we look forward to even closer ties with um 106 billion for that whereas you could build I couldn't you could build a tunnel mm-hmm. to Northern Ireland. Yeah. And for a rail tunnel. Yeah. And you could reopen a substantial part of all the beaching closed mm. railway lines. It's about twenty six twenty five, twenty six billion, I I believe. Five billion to reopen a lot of the beaching lines. Seems oh. like a bargain to me, but <laughs> I mean... I'm not in government. <laughs> That's just as well. Let's go to the (laughs) birthday. Happy birthday to Ice Tea. He's named after a drink. (laughs) Happy birthday to unserious tennis brat John McEnroe. Happy birthday to June Brown, who has been hanging around in Mulford for 34 straight years. Crikey. Yeah. How, how old did you... Cause, do you see what year she was born? She was born... She's currently 93. She's 93 years old. She's been doing a Wil- Wilfred Bramble impression for most of her life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Wilfred Bramble is, don't even pretend listening. She's got an accent from another era. Yeah. I mean, I know it's put on. Mm. But I think she's got that kind of cockney accent, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like a pre it's a proto-Australian accent. Yes. You can see how it happens. The, uh, yeah. Oh. I, should, I should like us not find myself in a right old, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> to over, yes. Is she just doing Fagin? Don't know. Happy death day to Boutros Boutros Ghali, who continues UN Secretary General's having great names such as Gladwin Jeb, <laughs> Dag Hammarskjöld, Utant, uh, Javier Perez de Cuellar, and Banky Moon. Wow. That's UN Secretary General. They're all good, apart from the current one who has a forgettable name. Who is it? No idea. Don't know. Amazing. <laughs> no idea. Goes to show. I didn't even have to put Kofi Annan in that list. All the other names were better than Kofi Annan. That is saying something. It is. Um, or Kurt Valtheim. He was a Nazi. Don't, you know, 
Don't, 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 don't touch him. Don't touch him. <laughs> Children, never go back to an unexploded Nazi. <laughs> Always store them in biscuit tins. Yes. Um, happy birthday to Mary... No, it's not her birthday. She no. died. Happy birthday to Mary Amdor, who was a biologist who worked on smog. Thanks to her, the America has various laws on air pollution. Unfortunately, For now. <laughs> she did all of her work by making guinea pigs inhale sulfur oh. dioxide, oh. sulfuric acid. Um, and she had her funding taken away because she suggested the air should be less polluted. Wow. But she killed a lot of guinea pigs along the way, so had a lot of fun. Um, happy death day to St Mary the Younger Who was imprisoned by her husband uh, Because her brother-in-law said she spent too much money She then complained that Lent wasn't being taken seriously by her husband Who beat her and she tried to run away Fell over, hit her head and died Or at least that's what he said Later on, 20 years after her death Her son had her exhumed And her corpse had remained as fresh as the dead was buried Unlike her father, who she was very with, who was essentially just a paste by that point. So they threw him out <laughs> and reburied St. Mary the Younger. Yes. He is Pate. Yeah. She is. Nice. That <laughs> thing of every bit is fresh. Like, oh, no, come and smell her. No, come and No, I'm all right, I'm all right. No, come and smell her. Check under here. Yeah. That is fresh. Fair <laughs> play. You use bounce. Then <laughs> fresh. Well, I think we've had another one of those confluences mm. of things that's happened on the things that It was happened. quite an important thing. Well, yes, Fidel Castro becomes Premier of yes, Cuba on this day in 1959. Yep. His first, one of the first things he did was go to America to visit Eisenhower to say, hey, I've had a great idea. It's that you should have a new Marshall Plan, which gives $30 million to me. Um, Eisenhower refused to meet him and, as we've discussed before, sent out Richard Nixon, which is not the right thing to do <laughs> when you want someone to be your friend. <laughs> It's the sweatiest, most appalling man in politics. But if you were to dig him up today... <laughs> He's as fresh as yeah. all the sweaty, rotten days when he was alive. Yeah. That's offensive. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> can't say that anymore. Uh, I've got some fun beard facts. Ooh, I love a beard fact. So, uh, obviously, he was hiding out in yeah. the wilds of the Sierra Maestra mountains mm-hmm. and didn't didn't have much of a chance to shave. No. So got quite a beard. And they became badges of honour. And it was also literally a spy filter. Because you could just give it a tug and see, <laughs> because it would take at least six months to grow a beard that long. Right. So, you know, some little rookie spy had been drafted in. Yeah. <laughs> what they like? You see the elastic around their ears. <laughs> Genuinely, it was a, it was a good I idea. I am Father Christmas. Yeah, and he kept his beard as a symbol of triumph for the revolution, but mm. also the CIA hatched yes. a plan. Did you know this plan? Yeah, I know this plan. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, to uh, put some kind of depilatory <laughs> agent in his shoes that he'd absorb through did the that. skin yeah. and make his beard fall out. Go on. They also did it with his cigars. They tried a number of different depilatory agents. Amazing. Castro figured that uh, if he didn't shave, he'd save more time and be more productive. He said, uh, if, you multi- if you multiply the 15 minutes <laughs> that you spend... <laughs> oh, my God, it's so poor. Yippa, yippa, on the lay, on the lay, yippa, yippa, See, if you multiply 
but 15 minutes you spend shaving every day by the number of days in a year, you see that you devote almost 5,500 minutes to shaving, senor. I uh, you had it in some steel drums. Bong, bong, bing, bong. I'll put some in now. An eight-hour day of work consists of 480 minutes, so if you don't shave, you gain about 10 days oh. that you can devote to work, to reading, to a sport, to whatever you like. That's actually 11 days, mate. Is it 11 days? Uh, well, I I, what he's doing that, with though. the extra day, I don't know. I don't want to. Tugging away at his beard. Which is the source of all his power. See. Well, because of that, there was the Cuban Missile Crisis, the closest we came to nuclear war, apart from all of those times there were massive accidents by Russia and America <laughs> where they lost nuclear missiles. So far. You know, fingers crossed, Nat. Yeah, yeah, there's still time. It would be good on a planetary level, I think. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, For one hemisphere, it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, remember, billionaires, keep buying New Zealand. Uh, that's it from yes, it us is. for today's date fight. Uh, drew a bit of a tie on the second round, but uh, who won the first round? Ooh. Why don't you get yourself online and do some voting and pretend you have some agency within your life? <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say. Vote moles. On tw- no, don't vote mo- uh, On Twitter, it's at date underscore fight. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash date fight. We will be back tomorrow. Do subscribe, do share, do tell your friends. Patreon, do the Patreon. Have a think about patreon.com slash date fight. See you tomorrow. Bye.